0: podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Alex Urban. He's an e-commerce internet marketing entrepreneur for over six years. He teaches clients how to generate millions in online sales. And so today's really going to be talking about entrepreneurship, e-commerce, growing and scaling in online business, social media marketing, and much more. So Alex, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on here. Excited to uh, share everything I can with your audience
0: yeah i think e-commerce and social media marketing are some of the best ways to leverage your expertise uh you can bypass the traditional route get to your goals much faster scale make an impact so tell people about your story your background and how you got started
1: yeah absolutely so um right out of uh, almost failing high school i went directly into doing mortgages having no idea what i was doing and i uh, actually worked my way up the ladder quite really quickly there Um, and I got to a point one day where I was like staring at my gray cubicle wall, listening to the phones ring. And I was just like, bro, this is like not meant for me anymore. Like this, this life is horrible. I do not want to be here anymore. I don't want to sit in this office anymore. It's time to make a change. And at that time I started, um, hearing a lot of things go around about, uh, social media marketing. And it really piqued my interest because I knew at that time is like the social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram started like trending, everybody started having Facebook, everybody started having Instagram. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of potential here. YouTube was still growing at the time. And so to me, I saw a new opportunity of a way to do business through the internet at that time. And this was back in, um, you know, 2014 or so. So it wasn't like brand new to the internet age, but still in the very beginning of when all the opportunities started arising. So I started, uh, I started buying some courses and working under some mentors and I originally got started running my own digital marketing agency just for local clients here in Utah. I worked with like gyms and supplement companies and just a bunch of local businesses. Well, it turned out that they unfortunately didn't have the ad budget to push to do what I wanted to do with my social media marketing skills and it was still kind of new at the time. So it was very foreign compared to like turn off a billboard or pushing out mailers or whatever you do. I decided I was like, you know, there's gotta be a better way to do this. So I actually found out about Shopify through some uh, forums or Facebook groups online. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I can like run my own business, use my own skills that I've already learned how to do with the marketing agency and leverage it with my own business. So theoretically, if I'm good at what I do, this will work. So I figured out that you can start drop shipping stuff, uh, you know, from AliExpress. And so I opened up my very first ever e-commerce business, which was actually a jewelry store. And I started actually selling... Wine necklaces. It literally had like a little wine glass on it, you know, with a little crystal on it. And I started selling those, and I started getting more and more and more traction. I was all of a sudden I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of opportunity here to actually grow, scale, and build a business online, and be able to do it from wherever in the world that I wanted to." So one thing led to another. I ended up at some mastermind events. Actually, ended up shutting down that store after a while to go work for a mentor under his jewelry company, which at that time was doing I think like seven hundred thousand dollars or so a month in revenue. And so he plugged me in, showed me the ins and outs of like running a big operation. I got to learn everything from how to run ads, how to do email marketing, how to do SMS marketing, how to build your own app, how to do customer service, fulfillment, backend integration, systems, processes, everything like that. And after a few years of working with him and having some great success, I then moved on to uh, building my own jewelry company, my own marketing agency again. And then after that, I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of selling jewelry to old woman at that point. because I was still selling jewelry and I decided to make a leap. And then I partnered up with uh, one of my coaches and mentors at the time. He had an apparel brand that he wanted to get started. They had done roughly $60,000 in online sales through the entire lifetime from 2014 to 2020. Um, Just through his personal brand online, he had a pretty big following. And then he decided to give me a 90 day uh, shot to see if I knew what I was doing. Within the first 90 days, I helped the store generate $960,000 in revenue. So safe to say that I ended up getting the job there. And over the three years I worked with them, we were one of the fastest growing American based apparel companies out there. Um, and we took it from zero to uh, $19.6 million in the three years that I was there selling $35 t-shirts and hats. And then after that, I decided, you know, I got to uh, get on my own venture again. So I actually left that job about three months ago and started my own e-commerce business started coaching and consulting for other businesses. And now we're here today. So, you know, six, seven years later, $30 million in online sales generated and we're here today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, I think the internet is one of the, the internet and the smartphone are two of the biggest um, innovations. The biggest, uh, that's just basically a huge value unlock and, um, and turn traffic and attention into currency came out with social media. Now there's, uh, you can basically with just an iPhone or whatever smartphone you can, you know, an audience of a million and, you know, you know, your passions, which is just uh, incredible. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to
1: say, it's a, it's a really cool time to be alive. I mean, I don't think most people understand it, but it's like this little device that we have in our pocket that we carry around with us all day. It's like, I could literally send a DM to the president of the United States right now. I can literally send a DM to, you know, the CEOs of any large company in the world, any celebrity, any single person who I can find their social media handle, I can send a message to. And if that doesn't like make your <laughs> brain explode with the amount of like possibilities that's out there, I don't know what is. So <laughs> i think a really, really cool time right now with social media and, you know, you got to be monetizing it one way or the other.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. So where, where where should people start? I mean, there's so much, there's like, um, there's, you talked about drop shipping. there's affiliate there you can create your own courses, you know, you can go into consulting, where should people start in like, you know, basically you're talking about leveraging technology and these tools uh, to help you, you know, have a better life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The number one place for anybody to start who's listening to this is going to be growing your personal brand. Every single thing that you do online is going to stem out of your personal brand. People right now, especially when you're starting a brand, people want to purchase online from people who they know, like, and trust, and people that have provided value to them. So if you can be that figure who's continuously putting out content, um, showing your lifestyle, and I tell people, like, share your truth on social media. A lot of people are scared to share online of, like, their story, their truth. They're scared to share about the skeletons that they have in their closet. Like, that's actually what connects people. What connects, what doesn't connect people is, like, the Lamborghinis, the private jets, the yachts, the Rolexes, all these things, right? People want to know, like, how, how can this person provide value to me? Do they feel like a friend even if I've never met them? And do I feel a connection with them? And if you can build that through your personal brand online, it doesn't matter if you're selling apparel, coffee, hot sauces, coaching, consulting, um, service-based business products, every single thing revolves around your personal brand. I had a friend yesterday who I was talking to who literally runs a multi, multi, multi-million dollar per year pest control company down in Arizona. And what's really cool is that he was telling everybody, and there's a lot of similarities in this uh, niche if you talk to enough people, that the only reason that his business blew up is because he started sharing more on social media about him, who he was, and what he does. People aren't going to idolize a pest control company. It's not sexy to go ahead and get your house sprayed for bugs, right? But when you have a guy with an amazing personality who's continuously like sharing value, sharing his story, sharing his beliefs, sharing what he stands for, sharing his experiences in life, And he continuously puts that out on social media. People are then going to connect to him. And again, it doesn't matter if he's selling pest control or popsicles, he's going to be able to monetize his personal brand in any kind of industry that he wants. So to me, it's like, get on, you need to like really emphasize your personal brand and start providing value out to people out there online. And you need to be be doing it consistently every single day. And yeah, that's a, that's where I'd start because everything stems from there.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love this idea of um, ownership in your brand and, um, and talk about this new uh, type of capital because in the past, uh, you know, it was mainly it was uh, financial capital and then, you know, it was political cap- capital. But with in this day and age, it's all about relationship capital and social currency. And like the, the younger generation understands this and knows how to use it. But Talk about that for the kind of the older listeners out
1: there. Oh, hundred percent. We, we live in right now in in an attention economy, right? So if we like, if we want to take a few steps back, like if you're trying to sell a product back in the day or grow a business back in the day, right? Business is one plus one equals two, right? A product plus enough eyeballs equals sales. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but it's like the eyeballs, the attention is what fuels your company. It's like the gas on the fire that actually gets you the sales. So where we've transitioned to over time now is that you having a personal brand online have the ability to have as much attention as you want in the click of a few buttons where you can have thousands, tens of thousands, or even millions of people watching you by simply putting out a picture, an image, a post, a video. And when you have that much, what we call free traffic or attention, now I can direct that into any business as a influencer and blow anything up. Again, it doesn't matter if it's a popsicle stand or pest control. If I have enough eyeballs on me, I can then direct them into a product, into a service and sell them on that. And again, because they know, like, and trust me, my referral and the attention that I get from my social media is way more valuable than any kind of billboard, any kind of mailer, any kind of you know uh, actual hard piece of advertising. So we're living in an attention economy right now, like everything has gone digital, I still believe that there's a lot of potential in the physical world, you know, as far as like old school marketing tactics, like mailers and, you know, uh, knocking doors or cold calling all that good stuff. But it's like, there's nothing more important than garnering attention on social media and being able to direct that into whatever business you're running. I mean, I like to give uh, there's so many good examples out there. But it's like, if you look at Jake Paul, it's like he's you know, love him or hate him, that kid is like one of the greatest marketers of all time because of how he's grown his personal brand. He has a half of his fan base, half of his fan base who absolutely loves him, and he has uh, a fan base on the other half that absolutely hates him. But both sides are paying him. He didn't just get into boxing because he just wanted to become a boxer one day. He understood that hey, I can monetize this because half the people watching want to see me win, and the other half of the people watching me want to see me get knocked out. So that kid is like a genius marketer, but because he has so much attention and so many eyeballs on him consistently, I mean, that kid could sell anything that he ever wanted and he can monetize his personal brand in any way that you wanted to. And so that's the beauty of it. As long as you have enough followers, man, again, it doesn't matter if one day I want to sell popsicles and the next day I want to sell water bottles. You can sell whatever it is. And a lot of people too, I don't think that they truly understand like the amount of eyeballs they have on social media. You know what I mean? It's like you you go on your store and you're like, oh, I'm only getting 100 views. Well, if you go to like a small auditorium that only has 100 seats, it's actually like, it kind of messes with your brain that it's like you're speaking to an audience that would completely fill that auditorium. You go to you know, another, uh, um, I was in an event center a few weeks ago and it's like they literally had, two thousand. I think it was 2,200 people that fit in the capacity. And this thing I was looking out from stage and I was like, this is probably like one of the most incredible views ever. Like this is a lot of people. And I'm sitting here going, one of my social media posts reaches like four, five, six times that amount of people that could fill up this auditorium. So again, don't let the numbers perceive you. Even if you're like, hey, these guys are getting millions or hundreds of thousands of views. It's like, you don't realize how many people you're actually talking to, even at a hundred people or a thousand people. So don't get discouraged by the numbers. It's like when you put them into real life practicality, you realize how powerful those numbers add up to be.
0: Yeah, and you can do it, uh, like you said, at a click of a button, through an interface, you don't even need to go out of your I mean, you can be wearing your pajama, uh, which is and there's like, there's like kids, there's like 10 or 11 year old kid making like 21 million on YouTube, just talking about kids products. it's, it's just incredible, you know, the the scale and what you're able to do. So you talked about online brand. And then um, one thing I read, which, which was really interesting, I saw it on TikTok. It was this uh, one post, it was talking about, The difference between creating your own products, like, you know, you build your personal brand and you teach people uh, versus like what they call renting is like affiliate, you know, sponsorships or things that you don't have control over. So talk about those two lines. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a
1: bunch of different ways that you can go about building an online business, right? You can do your own business, you can have you can do affiliate stuff or you can do digital products. Um, I'm personally a huge fan of like digital products, right? So it's like with an affiliate product, you're selling somebody else's product. And really at that time it becomes a, do I have a large enough social media where I can promote the product and make some money and avoid ad spend? Yes or no. That's a, you know, that's something that you need to consider when making that decision of getting into affiliate marketing. The other thing with affiliate marketing, like using other people's products or services or selling that is that you have to realize that it's a performance based marketing model the people out there who are absolute savages and killers at Facebook ads, Google ads, TikTok ads, Pinterest ads, all these (laughs) ad platforms, they understand that, hey, as long as I can sell this product for what we call CPA cost per acquisition, let's say of $20 or less, as long as my CPA is below 20, they're making money. And they have like infinite budgets to push at these products to make this money, right? But you have to be really good at ads because if you acquire a customer for more than $20, you're gonna be losing money because your payout on the product is only $20. So I honestly say, like, you know, people who are really good at what they do, with like with advertising and stuff like that, the reason why you don't really see them much in affiliate marketing anymore is because they understand their skill set and how valuable it is. And if they do that with their own business and their own products, their margins are tremendously wider. Right. And so it's like if you're really, really good at media buying, if you're good at running ads on social media, I mean, you can easily run an e-commerce business that's pushing like anywhere between a 30 to 50 percent like net profit um again depending on your products and the margins and everything but um you know the affiliate deal it's like you're usually getting like 10 20% maybe that so you know every industry has a plus or minus but to me that's circling back to the beginning of uh this conversation that's where i personally prefer digital products is because your margins on digital products like coaching consulting is literally 99.97% you know what i mean it's like i make multiple six figures a year personally coaching And the only thing that's up right now is a $100 website and like a $100 affiliate program. So I run $200 per month, $2,400 a year to make multiple six figures coaching. And no other business will you ever make a margin as large as selling a digital product. So I always hear people that way because we can work our entire lives building a $20 million business and profit a million. I rather work my entire life to build a $20 million coaching consulting company that. Profits mean 19.7 million at the end of the day. So again, pluses and minuses that every single business that you have online.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I think it was uh, I think I was reading this uh, hundred like Alex Formosi he had a hundred million dollar leads where right? he was a, was audio and he was yep. talking about um, talking about that ROI on ad spend and that's basically I mean if you put into the stocks you have to find the you know a run you know like a ten x or you know, that's hard and, it, um, and you're, you know, you're risking it, but if you find the right audience and the right product and you advertise it well, you can get a, you know, tremendous uh, ROI on that. Um, yeah. So you talked about ads and when, what's interesting is when should people start look uh, transitioning from organic, you know, kind of, con- you know, viral marketing to uh, paid ads and, um, you know, how do they, how do they learn about?
1: So, I mean, you can start with paid ads from day one. I don't think it's ever a good idea to ever back out completely of your organic marketing game because your margins are just wider, right? So it's like, if you, if you know that on social media, if you're running ads that it costs you $50 to acquire a customer, well, if you acquire it organically, you just widen your margins by $50, right? So I think like more than anything right now is like businesses who truly want to be profitable. You need to crack the code to organic marketing, whether it's going live on TikTok, live on Instagram, posting reels every day, posting on Pinterest every day. Like, you should have a social media strategy across every single platform because once something literally takes off, it cannot be stopped. And your margins are so wide at that point, it's not even funny. So, like, I have a friend um, when I was working at this apparel company, we did, I think we we're at like 200. I think we're like 200,000 orders or something like that. Some crazy number. Right. And I actually reached out to her. She blew up on Pinterest and blew up on TikTok and has a woman's clothing boutique and actually did the exact same amount of orders that we had done as a company. And we were like one of the fastest growing apparel companies in America at the time. And she literally never spent a single dollar on ads. And if we actually look at the amount of money that we spent on ads, we would have been so much more profitable. Like I probably wouldn't be here right now. I'd probably be like chilling on some yacht or something like that, you know what I mean? So if we could have cracked the organic game like she had, it would have just been game over, man. So um, I honestly say like, I tell people like, ads are like pouring gas on the fire, like fan your fire, build it with whatever, you know, components that you have and that are available to you, you know, organically. But if you wanna pour a little bit of gas on it, ads are a great way to go. But again, with your ads, <clears throat> it's very easy to make money with ads, but it's also very easy to lose money with ads. So make sure that you understand your customer avatar. You need to have a sh- very, very strong offer and a very good product. And once you can get those three things kind of tweaked in and dialed in, um, then you start looking at some very basic conversion metrics and it's very easy to scale with ads. But you know, coming right out of the gates, you need to be very creative with your marketing efforts in order to make ads work. But um, I suggest everybody starts running them, even if you're $100 a day. Like, have an ad budget, run it, test it, keep testing until you find something that works. Because once you find something that works, there's so much, so much potential to scale through paid advertising um, and you know really blow up your business.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, as we kind of come to the end, one thing that's was interesting is um, I was just hanging out with my uh, niece and nephew over the weekend, and they actually. Um, So they actually, when they go to search for things, they don't go to Google. They go to like TikTok or Instagram or like if they want to search for news, they'll go to Twitter. So talk about like this kind of new way of searching, you know, people getting information from, you know, like uh, micro influencers, you know, content creators, all of that.
1: Yep. Again this this all comes back to like building a personal brand that people that you trust you know I think unfortunately without getting too political that we're in an age where people understand they can't trust your mainstream media outlets they can't trust what they see on the internet like everything is so controlled and I think that after people have kind of been manipulated for so long and kind of lied to that now the only people that they're trusting are people that they find online who are not you know, financially backed by all these large corporations. So it's like one of the largest news accounts in the world, literally largest news account in the world is actually this British kid on TikTok, and he's pushing out news every single day. And the amount of views that he gets on there would literally make like, it would cripple like so many other news companies. It's insane. But again, if you build a brand that people, they trust you and you provide value to them, it's like you're then going to be their go-to resource where, You know, they're going to search for something. If I want to know how to make bread, for example, like um, some fancy dinner bread, literally there's this girl on Instagram that I follow and she makes like the best, most mouthwatering bread in the world. I don't go to Pinterest anymore to like for recipes. I don't go to Google. I go to her Instagram account because I just see it every day and I'm like, yo, I want to make this like jalapeno ciabatta bread because it looks amazing, right? Like she's my go-to source for bread. It sounds dumb, but there's that. I also bought this little ice cream maker to make myself some protein ice cream at night. I also follow an account there that has all the recipes on how to make all this amazing tasting protein ice cream. So it's like I'm personally through my social media experience. I'm going through and I'm following all these little micro influencers or macro influencers or whatever size they are of people that I know, like and trust where I know, hey, here's a trusted source to get whatever information I'm looking out of. And I don't ever turn on the TV anymore. I don't ever look at news anymore. I don't even watch like articles on YouTube. It's like I'm literally only following the sources in which i trust to get my information from and i feel like that's slowly starting to um you know grow amongst all different crowds i know definitely right now you know if you're like 18 to 30 let's say it's like that's all you're doing but anybody who's like 30 or above listening to this going what about the news or google it's like the world is evolving and all of a sudden next thing you know you're going to be watching some british kid on TikTok getting your news from them and that's just going to be the normal way of life so you know continue to build that personal brand because again you can be the go-to source for anything. It doesn't matter if you're a dentist, a real estate agent, a mortgage loan officer, a barber, a chef—you know, a stock guru. It's like if you can really build that audience, you're going to be the go-to source, and you will literally be financially abundant the rest of your life if you can turn yourself into that source for people.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because like uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, what's interesting is after he left uh, Fox, I think his like max views was like. 3.8 million views or something but then mm-hmm. he went on to twitter his interview got like 40 million mm-hmm. and um just, just incredible just the scale and reach and I'm, I'm sure he's making much more on twitter than he is at fox news and the other you know I, on a final note is this idea of culture now now culture you talked about personal brand but now culture these communities um there was this really good book uh the network state but um culture as an asset now these uh different, um, communities are, you know, have different values. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, this is something that we built very, uh, very well with the apparel brand that I was working with is that people, people are tribal at the end of the day. Like people want to belong to something. So whether you connect them through a physical vessel, like a t-shirt with a message on it, whether you connect them through, you know, a coaching group where they build and grow together, it's like, people want to belong to something. And if you can have these community of people within you, you can empower them in numbers to do some amazing and incredible things. So again, I think everybody wants to belong to something. And we can even look at this at like a very basic level too, of like sports teams. Like people are very cultish and there's (laughs) communities around just a sports team following, right? But again, that's a community that they feel that they're belonging to. And it's like, how much money does that community of Yankees fans make the actual Yankees every single year? the Yankees wouldn't even be funded to even pay their players if they didn't have that community that supports and backs them. So it's important like no matter what niche you're in to build that community, it doesn't matter again if you're like a local yoga teacher or the Yankees, it's like you should have some type of like culture or community that people can follow along that you are leading again through kind of your personal brand because that is a huge asset is to have like a large amount of people gathering around a similar share in like beliefs and values and whatnot, uh, you know, congregating together, it's incredibly important. So, you know, that's kind of like step two of a personal brand. It's like, number one, you kind of put yourself out there and you're the leader, but then you all of a sudden create your little community and culture under you. And yeah, then from sure. there, you know what I mean? The sky's the limit, man. But those two things are the most powerful assets that anybody in this world could possibly have.
0: Yeah. It's like a online worldwide roller game. Yeah. Awesome. How can people contact you, check out your social media, follow you, reach out to you, et cetera.
1: Yeah, of course the best way to reach out to me or find anything is all through Instagram. That's kind of my main point of hub. Uh, so my Instagram is at Alex Irby. That's a L.
0: Awesome. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Alex for coming onto the show. This is a new paradigm, a new way of thinking about, um, currency and turning that currency into capital and, you know, creating a life for yourself, We're talking about culture, brand, community. These are things that uh, the Gen Z you know, millennials understand or are implementing. So uh, with all of Alex's resources will be in the links and show notes. And uh, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: Yep. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.